Turn, if you would, to Psalm 101. Our brother's already used a term both in his preparation this week and what he also mentioned to you. And you shouldn't be discourtified, or what's the word I'm trying to say here? Combobulated, that's it, by terms. Terms can be very simply understood. For example, antithesis. It's made up of two words, a preface, anti, and the word thesis. Thesis is a statement or theory that is put forward as a premise to be maintained or proved. It's an idea. It's a doctrine. It's a practice. Okay? He's already mentioned another closely associated word, synthesis, what Paul was talking against. Adding something to the doctrine of Jesus Christ. That is a thesis, Jesus Christ, and a synthesis, adding something to it. The combination of components or elements to form a connected whole. In this case, a bad connected whole. Antithesis is a person or thing that is directly opposite of someone or something else. So you've got a thesis... And an antithesis is the opposite of that idea. Yes. That's what we are here for, brethren. Yes. We are here to stand against certain ideas yes. that this world loves. The perilous times that we live in, that's talked about in 2 Timothy 3, 1 through 4, indicate what the world wants. And it's not the pagan world. It's the Christian world that we've got to fight against, brethren. We want to look at what it is that God wants us to do. Before we get to Psalm 101, this topic of the antithesis is throughout Scripture. Our brother could preach a week of Sundays on it. I only have a few moments, so please come with me as we think about this for just a few moments. Proverbs 29 and 27 says, The unjust man is an abomination to the just. Yes. And he that is upright in the way is abomination to the wicked. Yes. You know what an abomination is, right? That's something that's hated, detested. And notice, here's the antithesis. Yes. The unjust man, the righteous hates. Right. And the reverse is true. Yes. The righteous man, the ungodly man hates. We see this back in Genesis chapter 4, the very beginning. What was the problem with Abel and Cain? Abel was good. He did what was right and God accepted him. What did Cain think? I want to kill him. And he did kill him. Why? Because he was righteous. Because God accepted him and hadn't accepted Cain. That's all it takes. That hatred from the very beginning, and it's down to this day. Think about it now. Go to Psalm 101. Let's look at this very briefly and quickly. And think about these phrases as you go through it. David starts off saying, I will sing of mercy and judgment unto thee, O Lord, will I sing. I will behave myself wisely in a perfect way. David's going to tell us the perfect way here, brethren. Oh, when will thou come unto me? I will walk within my house with a perfect heart. The perfect way involves a perfect heart. 
a desire, an internal commitment to do what is right, yes. what God says to be done. Yes. Now, look what that is contrary to. Yes. Verse 3, 4, and 5. I will set no wicked thing before mine eyes. If I'm going to walk in this perfect way, there's certain things I've got to get rid of. I won't put any wicked thing before mine eyes. I hate the work of them that turn aside. Yes. It shall not cleave to me. Look at that determination. Yes. Not only does he not want to be associated with it, he doesn't want it to cleave to him. You know, it's almost like something I must leave. I don't want it on me. A forward heart shall depart from me. I will not know a wicked person. And brethren, here we know the word know is not talking about intellectual assent to something. Right. It's just like when Adam knew Eve, what was the result? It was a child. No, in this sense, it's an intimate, close relationship. Yes. Jesus says, I never knew you. Does that mean he didn't know the person? Or is it talking about he never had an affectionate relationship with that individual? That's what we're talking about here. I'm not going to have close relationships with these kinds of people, with those that have a forward heart, a wicked person. Whoso privately slandereth his neighbor, him will I cut off. My relationship's going to be different. I am not going to have a close relationship with someone who slanders. Him that hath an high look and a proud heart, will not I suffer. And that's an ellipsis there. He won't suffer him to be with him, to be in his presence on a regular basis. Contrary to that, look at verse 6. Mine eyes shall be upon the faithful of the land, Amen. Yes. that they may dwell with me. Yes. I've already said, this group of people, I don't want to be around them. But this group of people, I want yes. them in my presence. Yes. I want to be with them. He that walketh in, here it comes again, a perfect way. That perfect way. That right heart with God. He shall serve me. Yes. Yes. I want to have fellowship with the faithful of the land. I want to be close to them. Are you seeing the picture, brethren? There's only two races that matter, brethren. It has nothing to do with the color of your skin. It has to do with the intent of your heart. Do you love the Lord Jesus Christ? Do you love Jehovah the Bible? Or do you love this world and the God of this world? Those are the two camps we're talking about. That's what the antithesis is all about. There's one people that are dedicated to God and his glory, and there's another group that hates and despises him. We love and want to be part of this group, and we hate and want to be separate from this group. Yes, that's it. That simple. It's that simple. Verse 7, he that worketh deceit shall not dwell within my house. Here we are back again to what we're against. Yes. He that telleth lies shall not tarry in my sight. Look at that. Look at that separation that he wants to have between himself and others. I will destroy early, I will early destroy all the wicked. It's a warfare we've got, brethren. It's a warfare. That I may cut off all wicked doers from the city of the Lord. David was a king. He had that prerogative. He had that commandment to protect his people. And he was ready to declare warfare within the nation of Israel against the wicked. 
We don't have that prerogative, brethren, to literally attack and destroy people, but we can make sure that we keep the separation clear between ourselves and others. A psalm that's very similar to this, talking about the character of the righteous, has a verse we want to think about as well. Psalm 15 and verse 4. In whose eyes a vile person is contemned, speaking of the righteous, but he honoreth them that fear the Lord. There's that antithesis again. He has contempt for these wicked. But he's got nothing but honor for those who fear the Lord. Brethren, is that how we live our lives? Or do we make friends with this world? Does it make better sense now how James would tell us, would call Christians in churches adulterers and adulteresses? When they want to love this world. In Psalm 119, 128, one of our favorite passages. Therefore I esteem all things, all excuse me, therefore I esteem all thy precepts concerning all things to be right, and I hate every false way. This is one of the few sections of the psalm that has previous verses that go with it. Most of the verses in Psalm 119 are standalone individual meditations and prayers. This one has a context. Go back two verses and hear it. 126. It is time for thee, Lord, to work. Why? For they have made void thy law. Looking at the wicked, ridiculing, and by their lives, denying and putting down God's law, Turn David to say, it's time, Lord, for you to work. Therefore, verse 27, I love thy commandments above gold. Yea, above fine gold. Lord, I'm I'm aligned with you. I love what you love. I want to do what you want me to do. Therefore, 128, I esteem thy precepts concerning all things to be right and I hate every false way. I want that perfect way, Lord, to walk in. And I'm going to hate every false way. And I'm going to hate, as we've already seen, anyone who wants to walk in that false way. Another psalm, the very first psalm, the introduction to the book of Psalms, shows us this controversy, shows us this difference. Psalm 1. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. Look at that contrast. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. And it goes on to talk about how he's blessed. He's like a tree by a river of waters that brings forth his fruit in his season. Back to the contrast. The ungodly, they're not so. But they're like chaff. You know, that outer part of a, of a seed that when you winnow it, it blows away. It's useless. It's no good for anything. The ungodly are not so, but are like the chaff which the wind driveth away. Therefore the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. There's a separation. For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, 
but the way of the ungodly shall perish. As I said, brethren, we could multiply examples throughout the Psalms and Scriptures. One more from the New Testament. 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 14 through 18. Can't get much plainer than this from our brother Paul. Be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness? And what communion hath light with darkness? And what concord hath Christ with Belial? Or what part hath he that believeth with an infidel? And what agreement hath the temple of God with idols. Yes. There's that contrast, brethren. Yes. For ye are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will dwell in them and walk in them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. What a glorious thing we have, brethren. Why should we sell that heritage for junk, for trash? Wherefore, come out from among them, and be ye separate, saith the Lord. And touch not the unclean thing. Don't even touch it. And here's the blessing, brethren, when we do that. And I will receive you. Amen. The God of heaven will receive us. And I will be a father unto yes. you. And ye shall be my sons and daughters, Amen. saith the Lord Almighty. Brethren, this is the antithesis. This is the war between the godly and the ungodly, the righteous and the unrighteous, the holy and the profane, yes. the brethren of Jesus Christ and the men of this world. Yes. Let us choose wisely how we live our lives so that we are on that right side. Yes. Amen. Amen.